Welcome to the Campus Outreach Podcast, where we want to equip you to make your college years count for eternity. I'm your host, Tyler Rollison, also known as T-Roll, and I'm joined once again by my very good friend, Joel Ledbetter, who is the director, the Area 2 director over Barry College in the University of West Georgia here in Campus Outreach Birmingham. Um, today, On today's episode, we are continuing our conversation from our last episode, the Pornography Pandemic Part 1. This is going to be Part 2 on today's episode. Before we jump in, I really want to encourage you, if you're listening, if you have not listened to Part 1, me and Joel would love it if you would. Because everything we're going to talk about today, uh, we really think it would be super important for you to also listen to Part 1 before you jump into Part 2. So, with that in mind, Joel, we're going to get started. And before we kind of jump into some of these questions um, and talking about how to actually fight this sin of pornography, how to see victory in it, before we get into that, could you share a little bit of your own perspective of why um, you were so passionate about this topic and seeing Christians experience victory over pornography? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm passionate about it because it's a part of my story. Um I, I struggled with this as well. It was something that I struggled with, um, particularly in college. And uh, I've I've experienced so much freedom from this and life from this. And I just long for others to have that same experience and long for them to have freedom. Awesome, man. Well, again, we are all very uh, thankful that you're giving us time in your busy schedule to talk with us about this. So let's do this, brother. Let's jump in. Um, one more time, you know, in our last episode, we talked about what pornography is and really its effects on Christians. Today, we're really going to get down into some practicality, all right? We're going to talk about how to actually see victory, how to actually fight it, how to actually flee from it. So, um, Joel, can you uh, tell us, but kind of before we jump into that, why is it so important for a Christian to fight this? I mean— why, why would you not want to? Uh, why would you not long for freedom in this? Um, you know, we, we typically think of freedom, freedom as, you know, being able to do anything we want to do. That's how our you know, culture defines freedom. But Jesus redefines freedom as being freed from slavery to sin. And, you know, when you think about slavery, you, you long for their freedom. And, so I think it's important that we talk about this because Christians are addicted to porn, they're enslaved to it, and the church can't grow and they can't flourish if its leaders are enslaved to porn. Mm. So Joel, um, why do you think this particular sin of, of pornography is so hard to see victory over? I think the the main reason is less than ten percent of Christians who have a porn addiction are seeking help. Um, they are trying to do this alone, and it's such a hard struggle. I mean, we talked about this last time. We it's such a hard struggle to confess. I mean, to tell someone that you are struggling with pornography that you need help has got to be the hardest thing. Um, to do. And it goes against our very nature. And I mean, I think there's so many reasons why it's, it's hard. Um, there's, you know, there's all kinds of biological, chemical, um, just impact of pornography. Uh, it's addictive and, and just like any addiction, it's hard to break. So Joel, when it, when a Christian falls into pornography, 
what would you recommend are the first things that they should do? You know, some listeners might be asking themselves, you know, I've blown it. Now what? Yeah. I mean, welcome to the club. I mean, it's, um, everyone has found themselves there um, where they've blown it and they've, they've looked at porn again. They've made all these vows like I'll never do this again. And here we are over and over again, returning to just this broken cistern in the Jeremiah two thirteen, um, the broken cistern of pornography and, and struggling with just enormous amounts of guilt and shame. And so if you're a Christian and you are pursuing freedom in this, um, I want to tell you a, a few things, but I think the first place to start is to begin with curiosity, okay? Um, begin with curiosity. And so I think that one of the best things you can do is you, you need to spend some time reflecting on um, your sin when it comes to pornography. So you've you've just looked at porn. You have tons of guilt and shame afterwards. And I want you just just... Instead of making a vow to stop looking at porn immediately, graciously ask yourself, hey, what was going on in my heart? Um, What triggered me to run to pornography? What was I really longing for? Um, Watching porn is always about something deeper than watching porn, okay? Hmm. Watching porn is always about something more. And I think a lot of people skip this step. And I think it's such a, it's an important question. Like even, um, you might like ask yourself the question, like what might've led me to look for search for that particular type of porn? I think there's, um, just some, there's a lot of value with starting with curiosity in, um, this struggle. And so begin with curiosity. And then I think, okay, the obvious answer is remember the gospel, Sure. I knew that one was coming. <laughs> Remember the gospel. I mean, a lot of people think, um, you know, we have this misconception um, of who God is and um, how he feels toward us. And um, I mean, even think right now, just think about this. What's the expression on God's face when he looks at you? You know, what do you imagine? And oftentimes I've heard from students that they that they think, God is disappointed. They're angry with uh, that. He's angry with them after they've fallen into temptation. They've fallen into looking at porn again. And the reality is, is that um, God's word just tells us such a different story about who God is. Um, I mean, I immediately think of the prodigal son. It says in Luke 15, um, while the son was still a long way off, the, um, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. And, um, you know, cover to cover, I mean, the Bible tells a story just about a God who is gracious, who is slow to anger and steadfast in love. And um, he is slow to anger. He's steadfast in love. Why? Why is he filled with compassion? It's because Christ has already paid for the sins of God's children. And, um, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, what First John 1, 9 says. Um, and one thing I've really thought about recently is that um, when we're remembering the gospel um, after we've fallen into te- um, temptation is that Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible, <laughs> the real Jesus, 
he is drawn towards sinners. And we know we think that God runs away from us when we've sinned. We think he's disappointed in us. But the reality is Jesus is grieving over our sin, and he longs to move toward us. He longs to give us rest. He longs to comfort us. Um, Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Um, so the, the qualifications to come to Jesus are either that you have a really heavy burden or that you're really tired. And, um, and, and so I, I really um, I want to encourage students especially, think about, think about the heart of Jesus. Um, there's a book called Gentle and Lowly, and I'll mention it later. Um, it's such a great picture of the heart of Jesus that, um, towards sinners and sufferers. So you begin with with curiosity. You remember the gospel, but what would you do um, after that? You know, Joel, how can someone prepare for the next time that he or she might be tempted to run to pornography? I mean, absolutely. I think we we have to prepare for the storm. Okay, um, when we first found out that we um, were about to be required to quarantine and stay home um, at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, you know, what do we do? We began to prepare uh, for what was to come. We went out, we bought a bunch of groceries. Some of us bought too much toilet, toilet paper. paper. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You knew I was going to say that. So, I mean, in, in a similar way, you know, after we've confessed our sin, we've experienced the power of the gospel, you know, we have to begin preparing for the next storm, the temptation that will surely come in the days ahead. And, um, so I, I think there's a few things y- you want to do to prepare. Um, I think y- I'll say this again. I'll say it a hundred times. You've got to have community. You have to seek community and accountability. Um, and we need, we need to not do this by ourselves. And so we, we have to include our brothers, our sisters. And so confess this to a brother, a sister in Christ, and allow them to, to bear the burden with you. Allow them to pray for you. Um, you want that person to be a trusted friend, obviously, but you you want um, to be known by them, and uh, you want someone that's going to really care about you. And so seek community, seek accountability, fast and pray. Uh, pray that God would deliver you. Pray that God would protect you. And the Lord's Prayer is like pray for deliverance and uh, from temptation. And then, so seek community, fast and pray, meditate on, memorize Scripture, Okay, that's a good Christian answer, Joel. Uh, spend time in the Word. Spend time reading the Bible. It's a good idea. But think about this. I mean, so many people in the Bible um, are, are sinners. They, they've struggled. And I think of Psalm 51. It's just such a great passage to memorize. This is uh, Psalm of David after he falls into massive sexual sin. And it's his prayer to God. I mean, I can't think of a better prayer to pray um, after you have struggled with pornography. Um, so memorize some key passages in the Bible um, about who God is or uh, temptation. And um, and then finally, there's a, I think there's really a couple of just really practical things that you can do um, to um, experience some protection and some uh, to prepare for the storm ahead. And uh, no college student is going to like this, but enable some screen time on your phone. Uh, delete apps that lead you into temptation. Um, Jesus is pretty serious when he talks about sin and temptation. Um, he says, you know, cut cut off the avenues of, that lead you to sin. And so 
screen time. It's a big one. Um, I, I've started limiting my screen time. I, I set my timer on my screen time to only have certain apps available for certain times of the day. So how many, so many hours, so many minutes. Um, and then also have, um, an app and a website on my laptop called covenant eyes. Um, it's pretty popular amongst campus outreach staff. Um, and, um, there's other uh, avenues such as, um, the freedom fight app, um, as well is a good one. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of ways you can prepare for what's ahead. So prepare for the storm. It's a good word, Joel. Let me ask you this, man. What would you say to the Christian who's listening right now, but they, but it's someone who just feels like they just can't overcome this addiction to pornography, right? Like they understand it's not good. They even hate how often they give in to pornography. They run to pornography. They choose to access it, but they just feel like they can't overcome it. So what would you say to that person, um, that Christian who is in that spot? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're not alone. I mean, a lot of people feel the exact same way that you do. Um, it feels hopeless. Um, but, but you are not without hope. Um, Jesus, Jesus Christ came to save sinners. His heart is drawn towards you. And if you're a Christian, you, you have the, the Holy Spirit is literally living inside you. Um, I read a book, um, over 10 years ago called The Last Addiction, um, by a professor and counselor named Sharon Hirsch. And the concept was this, that just we, you know, the last addiction that we have is that of a mindset that we can defeat the addiction by ourselves. So we're addicted to thinking that we can do this by ourselves, that we are alone and that we have to, we have to overcome this by ourselves. And, um, the truth is, is that you're not alone and you have the body of Christ. And if, um, you're not connected, to a local church, you're not connected to a small group, this might be the perfect place for you to start. You know, maybe your next step is, is to, to tell your pastor that you need friends, that you need relationships, people in, in your life. It's good, man. Um, how about this one? Let's say there's somebody who is listening, who is involved with campus outreach or, or maybe another ministry and they are leading a Bible study. They're leading a discipleship group. They are, you know, a young leader who is learning how to lead others and someone comes to them, one of the people in their group, in their Bible study, a friend, and they, their friend actually shares with them that they are struggling deeply with pornography. How should that young leader respond to that person? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's first with a lot of just humility. Um, gosh, what a, thank you so much for, for coming to me. That must've been really difficult to share. I mean, celebrate that and, and really listen, really, listen, really listen and reflect kind of what they're saying. I mean, this is a big deal. And because it's a big deal, um, you, you want to listen and pay attention to what they're saying. So listen really well, respond with empathy, not advice, uh, a lot of times we're so quick to, to throw out some ideas or things that we've tried, we've done. Hmm. And I think there's there's a space for that. There's a time for that. But start with, you know, saying something along the lines of, thank, yeah, thanks for coming to me. That must have been really hard. Um, don't change the subject. Don't offer advice. Give them space to be honest. You know, that, that sounds so difficult. I'm sorry this has been so, so hard for you. And then I, I think you got to just offer relationship. Don't offer quick fixes. Don't try to fix the problem by prescribing um, something 
some sort of scripture self-help books for them to um, memorize or read. Um, it's not always helpful to, to do that. And it actually can be hurtful, um, you know, when we try to do quick fixes. And But if you offer to walk alongside someone um, and, and really follow through with that, pray with them, um, give them accountability. Um, you know, James uh, 5.16 says, Therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. And so there, there's so much, there's great power. There's great healing that comes through prayer and accountability. And, um, and I said this in the last episode, but you've got to help him or her address the root What's going on underneath the surface? Right. And you, you've got to address the root in your own heart, and you've got to help others address the root. You know, what are they really longing for? And, and it's always they're longing for relationship, connection. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important to help people understand that and see what's going on in their heart. That's great, man. Joel, again, it's, it's so good to have you here in the podcast. Um, and I, and again, this whole entire podcast, every episode we do is designed for Christians in college to maximize their years on campus for the great commission for the kingdom of God. And just like we talked about a lot in the last episode, this is such an important topic, just pornography itself and the effects it has on everybody, but especially Christians. Um, so I, I love just how practical that was for somebody who is a growing leader. Um, here's another one for you, and this is probably where we'll wrap up. So outside of seeking community, seeking accountability, and really trying to address the roots of why someone might run to pornography, what are some other resources that might be helpful uh, for someone who is longing to experience freedom over this particular sin, this sin of pornography? I mean, I, I think of three books. Um, one that I'm reading right now um, is called The Freedom Fight. Um, there's a website that they have, but they, they just put out a book. Um, I can't remember the author's name, but it's a great book. It's called The Freedom Fight. Um, there's another book called Unwanted. It's a little bit longer. It's a little bit more deep. Um, and But it's, it's such a great read. And... Um, I don't, I'm not a huge reader. I don't love reading books. Um, but if you long for freedom in this area of your life, uh, you're going to make sacrifices to grow and to experience this. And so I I think you got a long Christmas break ahead of you. Um, for some of you students, um, take advantage of that. Read these, read a couple of books, unwanted freedom fight. And I mentioned this earlier, uh, this is unrelated to pornography, but, um, if you want to, Capture the heart of Christ in a, in a new and fresh way. Read the book Gentle and Lowly. It is phenomenal. It's so good. Um, so that's some books I'd recommend. And then finally, some websites. I've already mentioned this. Covenant Eyes. It's worth the investment. Um, and Freedom Fight um, it has a website. There's even like a 30-day challenge on there. Um, a 30 days kind of to freedom um, email that you can sign up for. There's also an app and some video series. It's all free for college students and for anyone. Awesome, man. Well, Joel, thank you again for joining us, brother. It's such a privilege and honor to have you here on the podcast. I know everyone who is listening is very thankful for it as well. Any parting words before we get out of here? No, thanks so much for having me. Um, and, and I'm really just grateful for the opportunity to speak about something so, um, so prevalent in our, our world.
Yeah, man. Well, you did a great job. And again, we are grateful for your com. I'm grateful for your company. And <laughs> I know everyone who's listening is glad that you gave us some of your time. So uh, with all that in mind, I want to remind everybody who is listening to please subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. And especially this episode and the last one, it, these might be great examples of, of, of uh, how you can share this podcast with a friend. You might have someone you've had conversations with who has had struggles similar to, to what we talk about today with pornography or sexual sin in general. Um, sh- share the podcast, uh, send it to some of your friends, and um, we think uh, it could really be a blessing to a lot of people. So with all that in mind, for my very good friend, Joel Ledbetter, this is T-Roll saying thank you for listening. We will see you next time for another episode of the Campus Outreach Podcast. Take care. <laughs>